This is the Empowered Athlete Podcast, hosted by yours truly, the one and only Natty Boss, lifelong athlete, sports dietitian, breathwork facilitator, personal development junkie, and holistic performance coach. This podcast is here to change the paradigm of what it means to be a high-performance athlete. The intention and mission of this podcast is to help you create freedom, clarity, and balance in your life while giving you the tools to heal yourself, improve your well-being, and optimize performance. I believe that in order to reach our highest potential in this human experience, we must unlearn and let go of everything we've been conditioned to believe about ourselves and the world so that we can truly tap into what our divine path is and have the courage to pursue the curriculum of our soul. It's my hope that after every episode, you feel activated and empowered to make change in your life that supports you in operating from a place of alignment of who you're meant to be. Get ready for major shifts and transformation. It's time to dive in. What's up? Welcome back to the Empowered Athlete Podcast. It's your host, Natty Boss, and I am so excited to bring you today's solo episode. This was highly requested, and I know that there are a lot of competitors out there, so this is a conversation for you. One of the biggest questions I get is, how do I stay on weight while traveling? There are a lot of factors that need to be considered because when we're traveling, whether it's driving across country or to a different state or whether you're taking a flight, there are different things to consider that can affect your weight 100%, right? Such as bloating, such as not maybe hydrating as much as you would on your normal routine, perhaps a sleep schedule where if you're taking maybe a red eye, obviously that's going to affect your cycle of sleep. And just adjusting to a new routine because you're in a different state and you are in a hotel, you're not in your normal space, your environment, surroundings are different. So many things are different. So what we want to focus on first and foremost is what is in our control. And so that's the conversation I want to have today is kind of highlighting some of the things that are in your control and offering you some guidance in how to empower yourself in those moments to prioritize what is in your control instead of focusing all the things that are not in your control. Because obviously, if we focus on what we can't control, we're going to feel really hopeless and powerless, and we're going to increase the amount of stress that we are having and the anxiety, and that's only going to contribute to potentially more either weight gain or just holding on to weight because stress reacts that way in the body, and it'll cause us to hold on to it, right? So if we are focused on trying to stay on weight, The other thing to consider is how long you're going to be traveling. So some people fly in and out for a tournament and they're there for a day. These factors may not affect you as much. But if you're that person who maybe you're going to world and you're staying for a few days and maybe you're there for a whole week, you know, there are some things to consider. So some of these tips will most likely apply to you regardless of how long you're staying. But Obviously, what I recommend will shift based off how long you're going to stay. So just using your discernment of what makes sense for your specific situation is my recommendation for you. So the first thing I want to say, which is really important, is that when you decide to register for a competition, of course, that involves traveling, you are making a commitment. You are making a dedication. There is an amount of discipline that is required when you say yes to compete. And A lot of that is the accountability to make sure that you are staying on weight and you're getting to the weight that you need to be in order to compete, right? That's the unspoken agreement when you register to compete. Okay, I compete in this weight class. This is what I'm deciding. And so now it's your, you have to do your due diligence to make sure you make weight. 
for no other reason maybe than the fact that you're paying for the tournament and they'll DQ you. Again, depending on the tournament, maybe I'm speaking more towards the IBJJF where they're strict in their weight, more local tournament. Sometimes there can be leeway and they bring some weight classes together and maybe it's not so much of an issue. But we're talking more so about these higher level competitions where weight really, really matters to make sure that you are staying on weight so that you're not DQ'd for something silly because being on weight is in your control. And so we have to do our due diligence. It's our responsibility as athletes when we sign up for a competition to then also assume the the important role of making sure that we are okay. I got to make weight. I got to make sure I'm doing my due diligence and optimizing my performance, doing everything that I can to make sure I'm doing this in a healthy way that's not going to sacrifice my performance. So that's the unspoken agreement I want to get out there, you know, you can't be lazy about it. You can't just want to sign up for a competition and then just, oh, okay, you know, one day out, I'll just see what I can do and and try to just blast myself with all of these different hacks to try to make weight last minute. Because again, you're sacrificing performance. And why travel across the country, sign up for a big competition if you're not going to prioritize your performance, right? You want to perform well. So you want to do your due diligence. And so that requires integrating the things I want to share with you today. So the first thing I just wanted to kind of get out there was this idea that it's your responsibility now. Once you sign up, you must now really take serious what it means to be an athlete who is competing, which means you have to take responsibility and ownership of your weight where it is right now and the steps you need to take in order to get to your desired weight if you're not already there and or just maintaining the weight that you're at. The second important point I want to make before even diving into the tips is this concept that's really important because I'm known for speaking about balance and that all foods can fit and not restricting yourself. And all of that is absolutely true. I stand by that a billion percent. And when it comes to making that commitment to yourself and competing, there's a really important distinction I need you to know that restriction is not refraining. Okay. Refrainment. Restricting comes from a negative place. It comes from a place of holding back from telling yourself that you're not allowed to have something, not you can't have something. And that's what leads to binging. That's what leads to unhealthy behaviors that lead to rebounding, which in short is when you're cutting weight and then you kind of splurge after the fight because you are in such a restrictive diet it makes sense because our natural body's reaction is to compensate when we've restricted. It's a normal biological process. It's going to happen. Of course, we don't want that to happen as athletes. So if we're not going to restrict ourselves, right, it's not about restricting yourself to lose weight in order to make weight and to maintain your weight for competition. Because again, we want to avoid that overcompensation, that overeating that happens. So this is where the conversation of refrainment comes into play. Refraining is the energy behind that is different, right? The the energy behind restriction is from fear. It's from just being hard on yourself, critical towards yourself and, and in that energy. And it's from a place of lack that you can't do something. Now, again, that's always going to lead to toxic behaviors. But refrainment actually is from a place of love. Refrainment is from a place of making a conscious choice because it's in alignment 
with the intended goal that you have. And in this case, your goal is to make weight for competition, not even to win. You have to make weight first to even step it on the mat. But the energy behind how you do that really, really matters in the actions you then take. So this is about refraining. And why am I talking about this? I'm talking about this really importantly because yes, when you sign up for a competition, you may need to refrain your amount of sweets that you eat. You may need to refrain the amount of processed foods that you eat. It does not mean that you're restricting yourself and you're not allowed to have it and you can't have it, but you are actually taking aligned action and you're making a conscious choice, as I said, because you have a vision, because you have a goal. And that goal, quite frankly, requires steps that you need to follow, but you're doing it because you want to. You're doing it because you are in it for this bigger vision and goal that you have for yourself. And there's just steps that need to be taken into consideration. And so it's making that discernment from a place of love, this self-loving discipline of, yeah, this is my goal right now is to make weight by this date. And this means a lot to me because X, Y, Z, and just getting into that why, reconnecting with that, and then allowing that to align your choices. So okay, yes, I believe all foods can fit. And I also signed up for this competition that requires me to be a little bit more diligent with my nutrition, with my recovery, with all of these things. And so is it in alignment for me to eat a whole cake right now? Maybe not, right? And the answer probably is no, especially if you are in a weight loss journey towards competing and maybe not in maintenance. Maintenance, you still need to ask yourself the same question because it's easy when you're already in your weight class to be complacent, to say, oh, well, I'm already in my weight class or I'm fighting in this weight class, but I'm under. So let me just eat like shit. Let me just eat whatever because I have the space to do that. That's not the mindset you want when it comes to being a high level athlete. That's not the mindset that you want when you want to win and you want to perform. You still need to think about the fuel that you're putting into your body so that you can perform to the potential that you want, right? Which is, and the outcome that you want to get, which is most likely to get gold or at least on the podium. Let's be real. Gold is probably our our biggest outcome. But whatever your goal is of that competition, it doesn't matter. You still need to put yourself in the right frame of mind to set yourself up for success being an athlete. So this is just a distinction I wanted to make before we dive in around restriction and refraining. Because again, to kind of bring back that point that I do believe in balance, I do believe that all foods can fit, but it depends. When you're in off season, maybe you can have a few more cookies than when you're about to compete for worlds. So it's important to just reiterate, depending on where you are in the season of your life and your competition season, things are going to have to be a little different and you have to align yourself accordingly to set yourself up for success. And this requires a little bit of sacrifice, but again, the sacrifice isn't coming from a negative place. It's coming from a place of love. Again, I want you to remember that self-loving discipline. You're, you're, an integrating discipline. You're choosing to be disciplined with yourself, to have self-control because of your goal that you have for yourself and the the greater vision that you have for yourself. All right. So now that we got that out of the way, now we can dive into the practical tips of how to actually stay on weight when you're traveling. Okay. So the beautiful thing about these tips is that they're not hard and it's probably something that you have heard before. So it's not going to be something completely out of the blue, hopefully. And maybe you're already integrating some of these and didn't really know that what you're doing is actually very helpful toward your ability to maintain your weight, or maybe you recognize that you aren't doing some of these things, and maybe that's why you struggle to maintain weight when you travel. So let's dive in. The first one, which is seriously so important, is to pack your snacks. 
So whether you're driving across country, which I've done numerous times from Philly to California, or maybe you are on a flight, again, if it's an hour, if it's five hours, again, all of that is very kind of customizable and per person. But regardless, pack your snacks. Never assume the airplane will have snacks. Never assume the airport will have snacks. Never assume there's even going to be grocery store stores around your area. You can do research ahead of time, which I highly recommend so that you can set yourself up for success, which will play into one of the other points I'm going to share. Um, but again, what are you in control of? You're in control of your nutrition. So set yourself up for success so you don't ever get to a point where you're starving, where you are out of your eating window uh, with the schedule that you normally eat at, which I'm going to talk about in depth as well. So it's up to you to be prepared. And it really is that simple. So pack your snacks as much as you can, again, when you're driving or if you're flying. Now, what I want to also share, obviously, are some specific snacks that I've used for years that are really, really helpful. And that are really easy to pack and bring with you, whether it's on the plane, whether it's driving. Obviously, non-perishable things are going to be something that you want to stock up on. Maybe having a container of raw eggs is not something to bring on the plane, but you can always pick up some eggs if you like eggs for breakfast once you get to your destination. If it makes sense, if you're staying for a week, maybe getting a container of eggs would make sense because then you can cook breakfast for yourself, you know, while you're there. And manage your nutrition that way. So I'll dive into that a little bit more in a second, but again, th- stick to things that make sense. So to give you a little list, if you want to write this down or pause it and just kind of take notes, this is what I like to bring. So raw veggies, number one, they're really, really easy. They don't get soggy, right? So on the plane, you can have carrots, cucumber, peppers, celery. Those are some of my tops, but anything that you like, maybe you like raw radishes, like whatever, but pack vegetables. It's so important to pack veggies to help you with your digestion, to have fiber. They're also very high in water content, which helps stay hydrated to reduce any of the dehydration that sometimes people can experience when traveling because their water intake is often a little bit wonky or low. So getting it in through food is really important. So I would recommend raw veggies. Again, allow that to be open to interpretation to whatever veggies that you like to bring. Alongside veggies is fruit. So pack fruit that makes sense Obviously, I would say this is more individual servings. So if you're on a plane, pack a little container of of fruit, maybe grapes or a banana, something that you can eat while you're on the plane, if it makes sense, versus you don't have to pack a bundle of bananas. You can always buy that at the grocery store when you get to your destination. So again, these are more like snacks that you're going to bring in the plane or on the car ride. So fruit. And again, fruit is open to interpretation. Whatever fruit that you like, just make sure that you bring it and you're setting yourself up for success. Again, these are very high in antioxidants in vitamins and minerals and hydration, water content. So again, it'll help you to stay hydrated, help you regular, regulate your digestion because one of the most common concerns when especially flying and driving actually is the bloating, right? Because of that messed up digestion. So these foods, these whole foods, fruits and vegetables are something that you can absolutely bring with you. And I highly recommend Second is hummus. Hummus is great to bring with you. You can get bring a regular container of hummus or you can get those single size servings. Um, but that's something if you want to have with you in your plane, I highly recommend or any other dip that maybe comes with those individual packs, something like an unopened peanut butter. Maybe that's something that's available too. I would definitely recommend that. 
protein packs. Nowadays, they have tons of like different protein packs. Like there's a P3. I'm not sure who it's sponsored by. It might be Gatorade or something. Don't quote me on that. But I think it has like, again, if you are a meat eater, it might have like eggs in it, almonds, um, dried blueberries, and maybe like, I don't know, nuts or something. But it has these little protein packs that already have like protein sources. And so that's a way you can get your protein in is by getting those individual servings, picking up a couple of those for your flight, which I highly recommend. Or maybe you just need one if you're just doing one flight, right? Or two if you're going one way or the other. Um, Nuts, again, are a great one. When it comes to nuts, I do recommend getting maybe the raw or unsalted. As athletes, we do need salt. So I don't want you to think that you have to avoid salt at all costs. But when it comes to like the flying, because we can tend to bloat more, really minimizing processed food, minimizing your salt intake will really help in reducing that amount of bloating that can happen. So for the sake of the plane or the car ride, because you're not moving, right, you're really sedentary, focus on lower sodium content. So again, maybe you get the unsalted nuts, but that's still a great source of protein and fat that you want to have. So I recommend bringing that. Rice cakes are amazing as well. Those are pretty low in carb and content, pretty low processed and really easy to travel with, really light. You can even pack them in your bag as far as your check-in if you want to bring them with you, which is something that I do often. Protein bars are an obvious one. I'm sure that you already do this. You pack protein bars for your flight. Great way to get protein in. They are obviously more processed, but they're a great way to get protein in and calories. So I highly recommend sticking to that. And then of course, just finding whatever protein bars work for you. That's something that you should do kind of months before. You shouldn't pick a new protein bar or a new food for that matter, like the week of your competition, because you never know how your body and your digestive system is going to adapt or respond to it. So you want to minimize any bloating, any digestive issues as much as possible. So stick to what you know works. If you use a specific brand of protein bar, bring that with you so that you know without a shadow of a doubt that is going to digest well for you. Another one, which is literally my hack of the century, is baby food. Baby food pouches are the bomb.com. These are great for actual day of competition where you can get quick energy because they're mostly carb, maybe one or two grams of protein, but they have real whole food in them, fruits and veggies. But because they're in this liquidy format, they don't affect your digestion and it digests and absorbs quickly. So you're not going to, obviously that's going to be different than eating a bowl of broccoli. You're not going to be able to compete the same way because there's so much fiber in that. It's going to slow you down and maybe mess up your digestion. So baby food is amazing and you can really go you know, ham with any type of flavor that you want. I will say be cautious of dairy uh, just because that can affect digestive systems. So if you just stick to baby food that doesn't have any dairy in it, you should be good to go. It's literally my favorite thing ever and I highly recommend it. So those are just some of the things I recommend bringing with you on the plane. Of course, that is not an exhausted list. Feel free to add whatever you want, kind of sticking to some of those principles. Now, one of the things I wanted to say is kind of leads me to my next point. So we talked about point number one, which is to pack your snacks. Now, secondly, the second point to staying on weight is to stay as close to your routine as possible. As I talked about in the beginning of this session, we are already having so many factors influencing potentially our weight and our sleep and our recovery and all of these things. 
And so what is in our control is how closely we can correlate this routine that we always have into this new environment that we're going to be entering. So stay as close to your routine as possible with a couple things. Number one is your meal timing and the structure of your meals. So this is really, 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 really important. It's really common for people when they're traveling by a car or, or plane to kind of just snack on the plane. And if they're not used to snacking, which we shouldn't really be doing anyway for our digestion, but if you're not used to that and you're used to like having meals, then you want to try to still stick to the meal that you would have around the timing that you would normally eat it. So I'm going to give you an example in a moment. So for instance, if you're on a plane for five hours, you don't want to eat maybe like a protein bar one hour and then one egg another hour and then some grapes the other hour. You can eat all of that, but I would actually recommend eating it at once as a meal. And that's the same advice I give, whether you're traveling or not, to optimize your digestion and your energy and to help your body stay in the rhythm of what it's normally doing. And this is, of course, to say that you're eating in a rhythm already before competing. So again, to give you an example of like this meal timing, say that your flight is from 11 to 3, okay? Just, just say something like that. Normally, you eat lunch around 1230, Okay, so what we're experiencing right now is that your lunchtime is normally in right now in the middle of this flight. So you still want to stick to your lunchtime that you commit to all the time because your body's used to it. It knows what to expect. Now, what you have to do is at that 1230 time frame, eat a meal just like you would if you weren't traveling. Okay, so what that means is still sticking to the balanced meal guidelines. So the snacks that you pack to go back a second, I want you to make sure that you have snacks in each food group. So pick snacks that are high in fat, pick snacks that are high in protein, pick your veggies and your carbs, right? So you, that, so you have snacks available in order to make a balanced meal. And then all you do is you kind of put together almost like a lunchbox style and you eat it in that sitting, just like you would your meal. So this really helps the body, again, stay in rhythm, optimize your digestion instead of snacking in sporadic ways because you're on a flight. Get rid of the notion that just because you're flying or driving, your nutrition has to be out of whack. It really doesn't because that's in your control. So you get to choose how you want to eat and the framework in which you want to eat and the timing of everything. So stay on track with your schedule with eating as much as possible. So if you normally eat breakfast at that nine or 10, great. If your flight's at 11, eat breakfast like you normally do. Make sure that you have your snacks available that you would to make your lunch. That makes sense, right? Like for instance, the reason why I'm saying like more snack pack style for lunch is maybe you're not going, and you absolutely can bring a salad, right? Because if you get into the airport, they have all types of restaurants. So maybe you are able to go to like a salad works and get a whole big salad and then bring that on the plane and that's your lunch. So that's totally fine too. But also, again, going back to my last point, you don't know what they're going to have at the airport. So just bring snacks in case. And then if there's something that caters to what's going to work with your nutrition plan to help you stay on weight at the airport, then go ahead and do that. Now you have snacks that you can always save for later. But just bring it in case because you never want to be in a position where you don't have anything available. That is the worst thing to do as an athlete. That sets you up for massive, massive failure. So I really wanted to stick to that. Um, and then, of course, once you land, then you can have your dinner as usual, your normal time and any snacks that you normally do. So maybe you plan a snack, 
Usually you train at 6.30. Maybe you're not training that night, obviously, because you just got in from a flight, but still eat your snack at that time. At Maybe you eat at 5.30 because that's when you're about to train. Is it 6.30 or something like that? So still stick to your timing, literally, just like you would a normal day. This will help you leaps and bounds. And then again, have your dinner as normal. So keep your nutrition routine the exact same. I literally can't reiterate it enough because this makes such a difference. The other aspect to um, helping you stay on weight when traveling when it comes to a routine is your sleep schedule. As soon as possible, get to your sleep schedule. So I know this can be challenging with time zone differences, but that means using that self-loving discipline to say, okay, yeah, I'd love to stay up a little bit and just chill because I'm in Vegas or I'm in Florida or I'm in California, but you're not there to have fun, right? You're there to get ready for the competition. So you have to, again, use that self-loving discipline to say, okay, Right now, this is the time I need to go to bed in order to get my seven to nine hours of sleep so that I'm rested, so that I can recover well, because this is my end goal, which is the competition, which is making weight. And if I sacrifice my sleep, that will affect my body's ability to recover and potentially to lose weight because I'm changing up the routine, I'm changing up the cycle. So stick to your sleep schedule as much as possible. The sooner you do that, it's actually easier to integrate when you're in a new environment, regardless of time zone. So that is so incredibly important when it comes to staying on weight is focusing on staying as close to your routine when it comes to nutrition and your sleep. All right. Next up is hydrate. When it comes to staying on weight when traveling, hydration is so important. As we kind of discussed already, it can be really common to experience bloating or water retention. So make sure that you are drinking enough water to stay hydrated, help you pee. You know, you don't want to get to a point where your body's holding on to water because you're not drinking enough. And especially if you're not drinking enough and having high sodium foods, you're going to retain even more water, which will affect your weight. Granted, water weight comes off pretty easy, but why put yourself in that position when you have the control to try to mitigate it as much as possible? So just stay hydrated as much as possible and really hold yourself accountable to that. It really is that easy. Again, with perhaps flying versus driving. Driving, you can have your water with you. You can't really have water with you or any type of BCAAs through the security, but once you're past security, you can fill it up, right? It's really simple. Or you can spend $10 for a water bottle, but I recommend bringing your own water bottle and then just filling it up once you get past security so that you can stay hydrated and hold yourself accountable and be able to manage that aspect. So that's really easy again. And when it comes to post-flight, again, hydrate as you would as normal. Hold yourself accountable. Maybe you're just being a little bit more diligent with tracking your hydration that week to make sure that um, if you are in California and you're normally in maybe a colder state, you know, it might be a little hot. So maybe your body's not used to that. So being mindful that maybe you need a little bit more hydration to kind of adjust to that new temperature, right? So this is all a very discerning process that needs to happen as well but something to be aware of, something to be in the forefront of your mind so that you can be empowered and be proactive in making sure that you can stay on weight as much as you possibly can. All right. The next one, the third, um, where are we at? We are on the third tip, right? So just to recap, we have our first, pack your snacks. Our second is to stay as close to your routine as possible in the realm of nutrition and sleep. And our third tip is to hydrate. And so our fourth tip is to move post-flight or car trip as soon as you can. So basically, as soon as you land, 
get your body moving, get the lactic acid moving, get the stiffness moving from sitting on your flight. Again, this is very varied depending on if your flight's an hour, you probably weren't that stiff. If it's five hours, you know, you've got to move your body and you're going to help get that body back into rhythm, get into movement. You know, it can just be a lot to travel, to just go through the airport, to just wait for your flight, to get on your flight. It's a big difference to what you're normally used to. So get yourself back into the groove. I recommend doing a workout. Again, it all depends also on when you are fighting. So if you get in Thursday and you fight Friday, you're not going to do a hard workout. Maybe you just go on the cycle bike and you just cycle for even 20 minutes to just get your body moving, move that lactic acid. Maybe you hit up a sauna. Something like that is a great way to kind of lubricate your body after a flight. Now, if you get in Thursday and you fight Sunday, now you have you could definitely hit up a workout, like a real workout, a hard workout if you want but still following that idea of tapering your training, which is a conversation for another day. But if you've been in my world and you know that terminology that I often use, then integrating that tapering to make sure that you are peaking for the day of your competition. But regardless, once you're getting off the flight or once you're done your car ride or with a car ride, if you're able to break up your trip to kind of move intermittently, that's really, really good as well to kind of keep your body limber and keep the, the, blood flowing um, so that you're not stiff as much as possible. It can really affect our hips, our neck when we're sitting for hours and hours and hours, especially driving. Obviously, it takes three times as long than when we're flying. So we really have to be mindful of that and integrate these things ahead of time with our schedule. So integrate. Okay, I anticipate we're going to be stopping a few times in this trip so that we can move to be able to kind of you know, nurture our body in that way so that we're not just sitting and powering through 14 hours in a car. It is not pretty to do that. I've done that numerous times. Obviously, we have stopped, but it, you know, I can't even imagine going 14 hours straight without stopping and moving our body. I mean, it'd be so stiff and sore and probably pins and needles and probably numb, right? So we don't want to do that. We want to keep our bodies really ready to go and um, lubricated for, you know, that match that's coming up. So get your body moving. That'll really help to stay on weight as well. And, you know, you may even want to integrate some recovery practices once you land as well. So in addition to that light movement, maybe you do want to hit up a sauna. Maybe you do want to do an Epsom salt bath as well. Like these are great ways to kind of get rid of any extra bloating that may be there. Um, But again, it's not about kind of wearing a sweatsuit and going in a sauna and doing 10 Epsom salt baths and like dehydrating yourself, but you're doing it just to kind of get rid of that excess that might be lingering. So that would be my recommendation when it comes to staying on weight. These are literally solid tips and they're really simple. They're not that hard to integrate. You just got to be committed to them, but they will change the game for you. And I really have full faith that when you integrate these, your ability to maintain your weight when you're traveling is going to be so easy peasy. It's going to be so easy peasy. I've done this time and time again, and it's really nice because guess what? Mentally, you feel good because you're not stressed out. You're not stressed, which adds a whole other layer of anxiety around competition because you're like, I, I want to compete. I'm stressed about competing just because it's anxious and scary in general. And now I'm not even sure if I'm going to compete because I have this weight I need to battle, right? Your weight technically comes first because you can't step on the mat unless you're on weight. So mitigating the stress and anxiety around that by focusing on what is in your control by integrating this is seriously going to help you mentally in preparing for your fight. So you can focus on your fight and that's how you're going to improve your performance because you're not going to have 
you know, these other stressors that you have to worry about. You can just focus on your jujitsu. And lastly, I wanted to speak to something real quick that I had briefly mentioned, but I want to bring it back because it's really important. So the other aspect to nutrition when you land is, again, this will vary depending on how long you are staying in your destination, but it is so important to hit up the grocery store to stock up on things that you didn't bring with you, that you didn't bring on the plane, bring on the car ride so that you can set yourself up for success to manage your meals. I do not recommend, if you're trying to manage your weight and stay on weight for competition, do not eat out every single meal when you get to your destination. I understand it's tempting. I understand that you want to experience new foods and you're a foodie. Great. But again, remember coming back to that idea of refraining, not restriction. Right now, your goal is to make weight, to get on the mat. After your competition, feel free, explore the town, try out a new restaurant, all that fun stuff. You deserve it. But you have to be a little bit more diligent because you have a goal in mind. Now, that's not to say you can't eat out at all. You can still definitely do that, but be mindful that there might be hidden ingredients, there might be hidden salt that can influence your weight. So you have to be very mindful in the choices that you make if you do decide to eat out. But depending on where you are in the country, there are lots of potential options. For instance, when you travel to California, the amount of healthy options is endless. So it it probably is easier to eat out there than if you're going to Indiana where I was just at for the role model camp and there are not many vegan options or not many healthy options. And so in that case, I would have definitely had to go to the grocery store, which I did to stock up on just little meals that I wanted to create. So if you're there for a week, maybe you can get something to make meals for yourself for that week, again, to manage your own way, to be in control of your nutrition. Um, or if you're only there for a couple days to your destination, again, maybe you fly in Friday, you fight I'm sorry, you fly in Thursday, you fight Friday, you leave Friday night or you leave Saturday morning. Obviously, you don't have to buy a loaf of bread or um, a whole carton of eggs because you're not going to use it. You're going to waste it because you don't need it for that long. But so that's when the individual servings of foods that you can get in the grocery store come in handy. So just kind of focusing on little meals that you can make or if they're already prepared that you can use so that, again, you know exactly what's in your food. That is the key when it comes to managing your nutrition and your weight is knowing what is in your food. The least process you can have, the more likely you're going to stay on weight. And that is so important to remember. So again, this final little bonus tip here was just kind of hitting up the grocery store to get your normal staples. It's important to get your staples because as I mentioned earlier, you do not want to try any new foods. No, do not rely on the continental breakfast as your breakfast when that's not what you eat every morning. Focus on what you eat and stick with it. There is no point in changing your nutrition. It's only going to leave it up to chance if you're going to digest it well. The worst thing you could possibly do is travel across country and then eat something that upsets your stomach and then you have diarrhea the day before you fight and now you're dehydrated you're not fueled right and now you have to go fight five matches potentially to gold that is the number one way to set yourself up for failure so stick to your nutrition do not change anything if you want to explore nutrition and explore potential snacks that you want to bring the time for that is for months before the competition not the week before so that is a really important point that i want you to take away So I hope that this short and sweet episode was helpful and supportive for you. I hope that you integrate these. Let me know 
which of these you're going to be integrating, if not all of them. Let me know what was insightful. If you love this episode, you can share any insights that you have on our Instagram, Body by Boss LLC. I would love to kind of see what you took away from this episode. And if this was supportive for you, share it with a friend because maybe it can support somebody else, especially somebody who you know is a competitor or wants to compete, right? To spread the love, empower each other, support and help each other because that's what we're here for. I love you so much and I'll see you in the next episode. Mm -hmm.